0: Hello, y'all. Welcome to A Taste of Southern Soul. I'm Doreen Stewart. Grab yourself a glass of sweet tea and listen on. There's a cake that's been passed down through the generations on my father's side of the family that is just not your typical kind of cake. No. And... It's called a caramel cake. It's like, um, if I could describe it, it's like a rich, buttery pound cake with a luscious, oh my goodness, thick caramel icing on top. And this cake... For years, I have tried to get the recipe. But my aunts, on my dad's side of my family, and my cousins, they won't give it up. They won't give it up. I I, have begged, I pleaded, I've, you know, blackmailed, I've done everything I can to try to get this recipe, but they won't share it unless you're on that side of the family tree. So, does it matter that, you know, my dad is their cousin or whatever, I'm not getting that recipe unless I'm a direct line of female heritage on the king side. So, this cake is usually almost always prepared at family reunions, special birthdays, but more importantly, church services where there's a meal to be had such as our homecoming or revival. When I was a young girl, revival was something that it took me a while to get adjusted to. It usually lasts the whole week. And you would have church services and back then in my baptist church which is a family church it it can go on for hours <laughs> as the pastor would say if the spirit moves you you knew that it was going to be a long service if everybody's spirit was moved, didn't matter if yours was or not, you had to stay there <laughs> until church service was over. And, but you knew that afterwards you were going to get this delicious holy cake. If you were lucky. So, one church service at Revival, we traveled to, it was a guest church, we traveled to Revival. And I was a little girl, and all I could think about is, oh, I can smell the fried chicken cooking. And I can I, I can smell the, you know, just all those delicious aromas coming from the church kitchen, but what I really wanted was my aunt's and my cousin's caramel cake, and usually one of them or two would be designated to bring the cake, so it wasn't going to be a lot of cake for each person. You know, you're lucky if you could even get a glance of this cake. (laughs) So, you wanted to be first in line, you know, to get this cake, because it wasn't going to last. And, so that's all I could think about. So, church service started, and there was a group, a family group, that was a guest, Singers, and the minister called this family up, and they were just, you know, they looked so cute. They were just all little kids in stair-step stages until, I guess, it was the father and the grandfather, and they they all had their little suits on, matching suits little white shirts and little bow ties and they just looked adorable and they were going to sing uh, A, B and C which means 1, 2 and 3 song selections so you know I thought I was intrigued because you know some of them were my age and you know I thought oh, okay this would be good And the piano started to play, and they opened their mouths to sing, and I didn't hear a thing. I didn't hear a thing, because (laughs) I was too busy looking at their mouth. As my grandma would say, bless their hearts, they didn't have any teeth. And I'm like, no teeth? What's going on? And if they did have teeth, it was just like little snaggle This It's like here and there, there was a tooth or one or two teeth. And I'm like, what happened to their teeth? I mean, I know I'm in church, and I'm supposed to be concentrating on the song, so the spirit will move me, but all I can think of, and all I can look at, is the little Snackle Tooth family, and I'm like, I'm looking around, and I'm thinking, does nobody see that these people barely have teeth I mean you could understand maybe if it was like the littlest one you know or maybe even the grandpa but for all of them at different ages just to have two three teeth and snaggle tooth as well I'm like Okay. You know. Just try to pay attention to singing. Which it finally tuned in. You know in my ears. I could. And, and their voices. Just oh their voices were just beautiful. It was just beautiful. But I wrote still. I could not concentrate. Because they didn't have any teeth. And I'm like thinking. And um. I'm have never, thank God, in my life, have had a cavity. And I've been blessed not to have one. But I- I've always wanted being one to take care of my teeth. So all I could concentrate on was trying to figure out what happened to these poor people's teeth. That's all I could think about. Can somebody not help them figure out how to care for their little teeth that they do have left? So after they finished singing their song selection, the minister got up to preach. And I don't exactly remember the theme of his sermon, but I do remember how he was Talking about how we should not judge one another, and I felt like he was preaching to me because I had been judging those people with no teeth. I really had. God forgive me. I I had. I was ju- I was I was judging, and um, just not really looking down on them, but just just didn't understand what happened. So I tried to be, you know, the good little young girl that my mama taught me to be and pay attention to the minister and, and try not to let the smells from the kitchen, you know, make my mind wander again towards that delicious holy cake I knew was waiting for me with my name on it. So after service... I run to the kitchen, and then one of my aunts says, I'm in line to get, you know, get my plate. And she says, honey, you're going to have to go back to the back to the line. We're going to let the elders eat, get their food and eat first. I'm like, I'm starved. I'm starved. All I can do is look on that table and see that caramel cake. One of my cousins is slicing and then i hear um the minister say say, oh there's that caramel cake sister so-and-so made gotta be sure to get some of that and then the word is out everybody knows the holy cake is here and they're saying oh i want a piece cut me a piece, slice me a piece. And I'm thinking right then and there, well, that's it for me. I'm not going to get any of that holy cake. (laughs) So, it's my turn to get served, and I get my plate, and then I go to the table, and I'm looking around, And I don't see any of that delicious caramel cake. And one of my aunts is saying, honey, what dessert do you want? I said, I don't see it. They said, what do you want? I said, I want want some of that caramel cake. But there isn't any more. And my aunt looks from side to side. She says, hold on a minute. And she goes back into the kitchen, and she bends down underneath the cupboard, and she pulls out a little saucer with, you got it, the holy cake, a slice of the caramel cake. She says, here, I got you a little set aside. Oh, hallelujah, amen. I felt the spirit, let me tell you. (laughs) The spirit was moving around in me. I was happy, praise the Lord, amen. So, even though I'm 57 years old right now, I have still not received the recipe to the caramel cake. No matter what I do, no matter what I say, I still can't get the recipe. And I still, if any family function or church event, I covet that cake.